Hallelujah. Slap your hands together for Jesus. Wonderful. Can we just take that song again? Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Let it flow from your spirit. Slap their wings over everyone here today. Let every change in our hands drop on the floor. I pray this morning that you bypass every human expertise, but establish your counsel. Every word that I'll be speaking this morning, I pray that it be engraved in the fleshly tablets of our hearts. That until time shall no longer be and the whole of eternity stretch before us, we shall understand by and by when that morning comes. Thank you, Father, for the word made flesh this morning. Let there be manifestations of your power. And God's people say, big amen. On your way to your seat, tell your neighbor that I'm glad you are in church this morning. Come on, put your hands and be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for all of you. And for your family. And for giving you the ability and power to be in church this morning. Not too many people woke up with a mind to come to church. That's why I love it the way the psalmist put it, or scripture put it. I was glad when they say, let's go to the house of the Lord. It's not easy to wake up on a Sunday morning and find your way to church. God has to help you. God has to touch you to come to church because, you know, there are certain people that even when God speaks to them, they don't obey him. And so when you have the opportunity to be spoken to by God and you jump on the shower, change your clothes and begin to run to church, it's a miracle on its own. For that reason, I say congratulations for being in the house of the Lord. Amen. And I also want to thank God for the life of Pastor Joe. I found him to be a brother already. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, there are three things that uh, excite me about this church. And that gives me this clear uh, confirmation that I'm in the right place. Amen. The first is the transgenerational anointing that is seated upon this ministry. Amen. My blood father is a pastor, so I know uh, my great-grandfather is a pastor, my great-great-grandfather is a pastor. So I came from that priestly lineage, and uh, all of my siblings are in ministry. We are all preachers of the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. And so when I see an atmosphere where there is a transgenerational anointing, I am so excited. You know, I'm so excited because not too many pastors are able to raise their own family. Not because they don't want to, but because that's the place where the devil attacks most. Uh, you heard what I'm saying? I've been in ministry for about 34 years now, so I can tell you from a little experience, if there is any, any family the devil attacks most, is a family of preachers. And if he can't get the wife, he will get the children. If you can't get him, you will know the devil is just so subtle. He will do anything to, 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 to tear their testimony. 
But when you see God helping a family, they must abort the heat of the day, come through storms in the place of prayer. And God has helped them this far. The number one reason why I love this church. Come on, slap your hands together again for Pastor Joe. And I want to say thank you, Papa, for putting us straight and laying the foundations for this great work. It's my prayer that God will strengthen you from strength to strength and from dimension to dimension. Thank you, Mama, for all you do for the kingdom. Your labor will not be in vain. In Jesus' name. And the second thing that endowed me here is that this is a word-based church. I'm a word-based preacher. And I love, I don't want the Bible twisted out of place. Amen. I love it when the Bible, the word of God is brought forth in the simplicity of the way it is written. Not in avid, not in so prophet. So when I sat here a few times ago, when Pastor Joe was preaching, I was moved because the word was broken with clarities and accuracy. There is no way you will sit under this kind of man of God and you will not grow spiritually. Come on, slap your hands together for Jesus. The third thing that endowed me here is the structures and the planning and the, the you know, I, I, I preach gov, church government. I understand the governmental anointing when it comes to church structures and talk to leadership operations and dimensions of how the church should be run. So when you come into an atmosphere where you see such, you know, the hand of God and the presence of God is in the building. Yeah. Amen. I want to look into your eyes and tell you this morning, you are the most luckiest person to have Pastor Joe be your pastor. Amen. Trust me. Hallelujah. I am pleased. I am not flattering and I'm not saying this for him to be excited or for you to be excited. And I'm not saying it because courtesy demands so. I'm saying it from the bowels of my spirit. Because I bear witness with God's word that this is the right place to belong. Amen. All right, if your Bible is not borrowed this morning, just let's do something quickly. I will just be fast and try to be out of your way. First Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 5. And I will do my possible best to, to make sure you go home and your food is not wasted. Praise God. All right, can you put it on the screen? First Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 5. Just one scripture. Ye all as living stones are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. You all are living stones. Somebody say I'm a living stone. Come on, talk to me. Say I'm a living stone. Ye all are living stones. The Bible makes us to understand as living stones we are laid upon each other. The Bible clearly said that each, every, I mean, the Bible says, uh, no man should lay other foundation than this which has already been laid. I'm speaking this morning what I tied to the power of becoming members of a family, the power of being a member of this household. The reason why I need to be in the family, the reason why I need to belong to the family. One of the things I have studied in my few years of work with God is that if you go out there and you see a child that is not well brought up, you don't need the Holy Ghost to tell you that this child is not brought up well. Am I communicating here? I recover, I remember one time I went to visit one of our members' family and then I, uh, for some reasons we had dinner together. And then while I was served some meal to eat, as I was trying to wash my hands to go in the food, one of the child that went to the Somewhere in the house playing, just jump in the, in, the, in, the, in the living room and saw us in the dining. The parents were trying to make sure that, you know, when your pastor visits you and he's trying to give him that VIP arrangement, that VIP treatment. And the child came from nowhere, boom, and jumped on my food and took all the whole meat and ran away. 
you know, uh, you could tell. I, you got what I'm saying? With no disrespect, you could tell that something is not correct. Am I communicating here? Train up a child in the way he will go. When he grow old, he will not depart from it. You know, and I've been to a place where I was in my hotel room and few of my friends came to see me and one of them came with their daughters and their children. And we were talking and I was trying to be nice to the children and one of them just slapped me. Very big slap on my eyes and my eyes were coming up with stars. And you could tell, I hope you understand where I'm going to. I'm talking about the family culture, the reason why we need to be in the fold. We are steward of the kingdom. And I want you to know that one of the reasons why Jesus, as a matter of fact, the only reason why Jesus will return again is because of the church. Jesus already died for the world. So he came for the world already. Am I correct? He has been crucified, raised up back to heaven. Am I correct? If he will ever return again, it's not returning for the world. It's returning for the church that is without spot and without wrinkle. Am I communicating here? And so the only treasure that Jesus have upon the globe right now is the church. And the church must be prepared to meet his maker. Am I communicating here? I told people everywhere I preach, a growing church without a growing leadership system is a dangerous gathering. Don't ever belong to a system that is not structured. Don't ever belong to a ministry that is not uh, organized. Am I communicating here? The reason is because I told people everywhere, it's better to train people and lose them than to keep people that are not trained. When you have people that are not trained, they will cause you trouble. But when you have people that are trained, you are not actually losing them. You are multiplying across the planet. It. Am I communicating here? He said we should bear fruit and our fruit should do what? Should abide. God is a God of order. Somebody say amen. amen. And so the church must be structured or the church must be cultured. The church must be cultured. When I see a believer outside the walls of the church building, outside the name of this church, that church, and they begin to speak, you will know whether they have a pastor over them or they don't have a pastor over them. Am I communicating here? Because they will speak the language of the house they belong to. My sheep knows me. The voice of stranger, they shall not hear. The church must be cultured. The church must have a system. Until we have a system and a culture, we are going nowhere. Somebody say amen to that. Now, you see, one of the things I love them about the Muslim folks is that uh, the Muslim brethren, is that they have a culture. From the age of one, from the age of two, you see them pattern their children to their culture, to their religion, to the way the things are operated. The little, little girls have their face covered when they go out. And then when it is time to pray, they pray very well. The three, five times a day they pray, they don't compromise it. Wherever they are, even in the place of work, when it is time to pray, you see them wanting to go pray. I come from Nigeria. We have, you, we have people, we employ drivers. Everybody, most of the people who can afford it have drivers. If you are traveling with your driver anywhere and your driver happened to be a Muslim man, when it is time to pray, he will park the car. It doesn't matter if he's going to be fired or he's not going to be fired because it is culture. When you go on the street and you see people who have home training, you can differentiate them from those who don't have home training. And I want you to know that if God is going to use you, he must use you according to pattern and according to culture and according to the way you accept the oil that is in the house where you are being pastored. Somebody say amen. 
Jesus speaking. He that received me, received the one who sent me. Somebody say, I hear you. Come on, talk to me. Say, I hear you. The church must be culture. When there is no culture, it means the system will collapse. When there is no culture, we must respect the kingdom culture until we begin to respect the kingdom culture. The breakthroughs we are praying for may not come. Anytime God gives you a miracle, God is giving you a miracle because he wants to get your attention to himself. When God brings you to himself, he begins to rip you dry. He begins to rip you up. He begins to break you open because he needs to bring the best out of you. Moses, Moses, he attracted him with a burning bush. When Moses came, he said, Moses, untie yourself, naked yourself, remove your shoe. The place you are standing is a holy ground. I am bringing you here for some reason. I'm going to strip you. I'm going to break you. I'm going to make you cry. But all I am doing is that I'm preparing you for the great tax ahead. Somebody say, I hear you, Pastor. So anytime you see prophecies, it is God dragging you to himself. Anytime you see miracle, it is God dragging you to himself. Anytime you see divine attention, divine intervention, God is dragging you to himself. And when God drags you to himself, when he makes sure you come to himself, he begins to remove your fame. He begins to remove your name. Because there is no name under heaven where will you be saved except the name of Jesus. When your name becomes louder than his name, he is a jealous. God and he will not want to share his glory with anybody that's why God will make you cry that's why God allowed that marriage to break that's why God will allow certain things to happen not because God wants to make you to lose focus he is trying to drag you into himself let God be true let every money be a liar somebody say I hear sometimes he has to break you Sometimes God enjoy watching you cry. Have you ever come to a point where you say, God, why me? Yes, it is him trying to, oh my goodness. All things work together for good of them that love God. And I call according to his purpose. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. The Lord is with me. His rod and his staff, they shall comfort me. Can I talk to you this morning? Can I talk to you this morning? When Herod was confronting the church, the name Pharaoh rather, Pharaoh is the name of a demon spirit. Pharaoh is an enemy of the cross. Pharaoh is an enemy of God. Pharaoh is a man who is a tyrant, frustrating the work of God, frustrating the kingdom of God. So God has to introduce Moses as a God unto Pharaoh. He said, go down to Pharaoh early in the morning before he goes to the water. And this is what happened. When Moses came before Pharaoh, the Bible makes us to understand that miracles begin to take place. I don't want to go into that. To convince them there is no other God except the one that created the entire universe. The one that seated in the heavens and made the earth is his footstool. Somebody say, I hear. And now this is what happened. When Moses went to the Mount of Sinai to collect the Ten Commandments, the Bible makes us to understand before then. Herod, I mean Aaron began to throw his rod on the floor. How many of you remember? And then there was miracle. When Aaron saw his rod turn into serpent, Aaron
Aaron, I mean, Aaron ran away. You know why he ran away? He ran away because he has never seen that kind of dimension. Aaron was three years older than Moses. Sometimes God can bring you under the anointing of somebody who is well younger than you biologically. But don't ever begin to compromise or disrespect the oil. Because you are older does not mean you are qualified. Somebody say, I hear you, Pastor. So when Aaron saw that he was older than Moses, he still served. In the place of service, the rod of Aaron began to produce miracle. Anytime you are aligned to leadership, anytime you take instructions, miracles begin to be rotten by your hands where you walk, by your hands in the family where you live. And so when Aaron saw that his hand was already producing miracle, and Moses went to the Mount of Sinai to hear from headquarters, the Bible makes to understand Aaron began to introduce the church to another God begin to introduce the church to another doctrines begin to introduce the church to another dimensions we must always learn to pray by the name of the God of the house not the name of the God that another person introduced us to as for me and my house we were served Aaron, Aaron, he saw the anointing. He never knew it was because he was associated with miracle. There, I mean, Moses, there are some people, there are some anointing you will never display outside of this house. Can I tell you something? That door is open because we're here. That breakthrough is coming because we're here. There is an anointing on this table. There is anointing on this altar. That is the anointing that is protecting you. That's the anointing that opens the door. Don't let no devil deceive you. Don't let no devil tell you you can make it outside of this house. God is the God of order. God is the God of structure. Don't break the laws of the house. Don't break the law of honor. He that break the edge, the snake will bite. Aaron began to introduce the church to another gospel because he felt he is also anointed. There are so many persons in church. They believe because the sang and power came, it's enough to go and found their own ministry. Because they came under the anointing and prophesied in the Bible studies and power flow, they feel they are mature and they cannot do it themselves. I have preached around 46 states in America. I have traveled to over 87 nations of the world. And I have seen one of the biggest mistakes of the American church is that people don't want to be supervised. Mm, you don't like this now. You don't like this now. Even if you don't invite me here again, I will invite myself. You don't understand what I'm saying. They don't want to be supervised. Everybody is an apostle. Everybody is a prophetess. Everybody, no pastor over them. There is none. And that's why they make mistakes. That's why they make mistakes. I am also anointed. I am also Holy Ghost filled. I can also preach. I can also prophesy. And they make so many mistakes because they don't want to be supervised. They don't want to be instructed. They don't want to be taught turn right and turn left. They feel their man enough. They feel they have grown beers. They feel they have pebbles. They feel they have finances. But the kingdom we are talking about is the kingdom of structure. It's the kingdom of honor. Let uh, the Bible say we should bear fruits. The fruits should not be scattered. The fruits should have 
branch of the family. Or you are an enemy of the family. Are you part of the family? I've seen churches when a guest speaker comes preaching. And when the guest speaker finishes preaching, they feel the guest speaker is anointed than their pastor. Can I help you? Can I heal your disease? Can I heal your disease? God use your man of God to bring the guest speaker who told you that any guest speaker is more anointed than your pastor. Where did you study that from? The anointing to break your heavens open is resident in your pastor, not on any guest speaker. The guest speaker only comes to compliment the anointing of the house. Well, I'm going to pray for you today. I will be praying by the anointing that is resident here. Not because of what I came with. I don't want you to compromise this and miss it for anything. In your pastor, your house can come out. In your pastor, your deliverance can come out. In your pastor, your green God can come out. In your pastor your home can be restored. Don't let nobody deceive you. Nobody is more anointed than the voice that God has planted in this house. It is the anointing of God represented. If it was me that God needed to be your pastor he would have made me your pastor. But because he chooses him, I want you to follow him with all diligence. All diligence. All diligence. The Corinthian confusion and the Corinthian church has poisoned our generation. People cause carpet. They don't want to grow. They don't want to follow system. They want a quick fix. Microwave. Uh, 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 mi uh, microwave a uh, uh, Christian. People who just put them on the microwave and pff, in five minutes they are ready. That's not the kind of gospel I was taught. Oh, I have read the Bible cover to cover 134 times. And I'm still reading it every day, Maraca. Every time you open the Bible, it's new every morning. As long as you cannot be taught, you should not leave. Because you cannot lead God's people until you can point to your own destination. Can lead gospel. Aaron began to introduce them to another gospel. Because he saw his rod perform miracles. Sometimes you must know that the reason why your rod performs miracles is not because of your prayer life. It's because of the anointing under which you serve. There are four things you will meet in church. The church is the place of opportunity. Some of you will meet great opportunities in the church. Don't dwell with where the church gather. The church is a place of opportunity. You will meet great opportunities here. You will meet great men here. You will meet great women here. You will meet great people here. The church is a place of exposure. There are so many of you that are naturally shy. You don't want to be speaking in the public. But because you are in church, those gifts begin to come out. Your pastor begins to pull you. He begins to give you the microphone. He begins to allow you to lead the worship. He begins to allow you to do certain things. Because the church is a place of opportunity and exposure. He's giving you exposure and then you go to your offices. Some of you are not bold before you came to church. Now you are bold to tell the devil, Satan, I changed my mind. I will not die like this. Because the church is a place of, 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 of exposure. The church is a place where you meet destiny helpers. We have seen people meet themselves as husband and wife, as couples in church. We have seen great businessmen meet in church. We have seen great musicians meet in church. We have seen people meet in church because it's a place of divine connections. Am I talking to somebody here? The church is also a place of supernatural assistance. When we pray together, God step in for our brother. When we pray together, God 
stepping through my sister anytime the devil wants to destroy you he will make you forbid the gatherings of the saints he will make you begin to feel you can do without the church it will make you begin to feel you don't need the church to survive who told you that if the church was not important jesus will never say wherever two or three are gathered in my name he will never say let them let brotherly love continue he will never say don't forget the assemblies of one another can i talk to you for a few more minutes if you are here say i hear i hear the church must build on pattern Aaron want to change the pattern and then god took the rod from the hands of Aaron because he felt he has a man sometimes god gives you opportunity i remember one of our pastors in our church we just called him i i spoke to him i said we're going to be ordaining you into the office of the pastor he was excited after we did all the training programs and all of that stuff on sunday morning we poured oil on him and commissioned him my plan as a senior pastor was to send him to be one of our branch churches we have churches all over the places one of our branch churches that was my plan preparing him up i anointed him man of god on a sunday morning by monday morning he came to my office with his wife he said the lord told them in the midnight to go and start their own ministry in less than 24 hours in less than 24 hours if i tell you his situation right now you will start crying i don't want to go about that they make so many mistakes because they feel they can speak in tongues speaking in tongues is not enough for the ministry pastoring people and shouting on the microphone for one hour they are two different dimensions no you don't you don't you don't you don't you don't compromise it you don't join them together am i talking to you here they're trying to introduce heron was trying to introduce another god to them until you pass the test of submission demons will beat you blue black go and ask the seven sons of sifa when they were casting out demons they feel they don't need the church they feel they could do it without their pastor. They feel they can do it without the umbrella of the ministry. And that the demons started asking them, we know Paul. We know Jesus. Your name is not familiar. In the realm of the spiritual, our identity is not in doubt. But in your own case, we don't know your identity. In the realm of the spirit, you have no ranks. Who are you? Introduce yourself. If it is Paul, we know his voice. He doesn't need an introduction. If it is Jesus, we know his voice. He doesn't need an introduction. But you, who are you? Who are you? And demons beat them mercilessly. Mercilessly until they lost their house address. They don't know their way home anymore. And when they don't know their way home, they can, can I talk to you? Please avoid being beaten by demons. Because those guys are not nice. No, those guys are not nice. They will finish you. If you are not careful, you will kill yourself. When the devil finish visiting your house. But as many are under the foe, no power can pluck them out. Amen. Ask your neighbor, do you have a pastor? A question that demands urgent attention. Can I talk to you for a few more minutes? Can I talk to you for a few more minutes? Beat them blue black. Beat them blue black. Because they were trying to, to, to do what they were not taught to do. They were trying to survive what they were. Now, in heaven, there is order and hierarchies of authority. It was in this dimension. You see, I love God because God is a God of order. God is a God of system. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so the devil wants to change that order. And he said to himself, I will arise to the heels of God. 
I will be like the most high. As he was talking, before then, he has started talking to members. You see, I preached a message in our church many years ago, detecting the witch in the church. People who practice anti-visionary activities. Like the Corinthian confusion. The devil went to different angels. He was talking to them. If you follow me to campaign against God, I'll make you my PA. I'll make you my lieutenant. I'll make you my this. He was doing an underground campaign. You know, there are several persons in church. Their problem is that they are growing another church inside the church. You are not understanding what I'm saying. They have their own network. They have their own cover. The choir, the music director said, we are going to wear black. Then we come with blue. Then we, they are always contradicting church authority. They don't want to be supervised. That's when they want to make that suggestion. Oh, in my former church, my friend, will you drop that for five minutes? This is not your former church. This is liberty. Get that right. So that the anointing on liberty will work for you. Don't bring celestia into liberty. Don't bring fresh oil into liberty. This is liberty. Do it the way we do it here. That's the way it works. That's the way the anointing on this work works. We don't want to compromise the standard. Do it this way. As long as they are not the one leading, they will cause problems. The pastor said we are meeting 5 o'clock. They will come after 11 in the night. They are always against leadership. How do you pray and receive anointing when you are always against the order of the house? The anointing don't work on stupid vessels. No, 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 no. Foolish vessels. The Bible says choose foolish things, not stupid things. Foolish things are things that people undermine. Stupid things are people who think they are intelligent and they are not. Can I talk to you? One of the greatest ways to destroy what you are trying to say is to try to teach your teacher. You are not hearing what I'm saying? So Satan began to build his network. And he said he was going to destroy. Then he said, I'm going to arise to the hills of God. And I will be like the most high. And that thing that he said grieved the almighty. And in the blink of a second, God sent Michael to drop him down from heaven. And he fell. Now this is my concern. When Satan was falling, the Bible says, one third of the angels went with him. Sir, can I ask you a question? What did he tell them? That one third of the angels follow him. The angels saw God as the holiest of all. The angels worshipped God all of the time they were created. The angels saw God as the pureness of all. The angels saw God as the most powerful. What exactly the devil told them? That one, of the, one third of them don't ever want to see the face of God. And they choose to go with the devil. That's the height of rebellion. And that's the sin of witchcraft. Stop creating networks here. In the building, confusing the authority from the house. We give an order here. And then when they go out there, they begin to do something different. They don't want to walk according to pattern. Stop poisoning people that you didn't bring to church. We went for evangelism, pray, and do conferences and all. And souls came and they met you here. You are, a, are you a fire lighter or you are a fire extinguisher? I went to Canada to preach. 
And then I was challenging the brethren to come and sow for a project. They want to buy a keyboard or something. And I was challenging them to come and sow. And one lady came out. She was worshiping for the first time. She came out to give a hundred dollars. And when she came out to give a hundred Canadian dollars, her friend who invited her to church is a member of the choir. Her friend who invited her to church, tell her, please don't sow. You don't need to give. This pastor has so much sweet mouth in his mouth. Don't give. You don't need to give. He was discouraging the visitors she brought. And the visitor said, no, I believe in this anointing. I'm going to sow. If you don't sow, I will sow. The lady despised her friend. And then she sowed the seed of $100. 48 hours down the line. She received a mail from the immigration. Her status, her immigration status has been under challenge for 10 years. That day, the thing was released. And then when she went in the shower, was taking a bath and was thanking God. God told that when you release the hundred dollars, I release your documents. Can I shock you? She is in the music of that church right now. Her friend who told her not to give has left. May somebody else not take your place. You are not hearing what I'm saying. May somebody else not take your place. I want you to know as I try to close. That you must come to this consciousness that God is a God of order. God. You see, I have never seen demons fight themselves. But I've seen church raise up against themselves. I've never seen witches fight themselves. But I've seen pastors fight themselves. I've never seen demons fight their ministries. But I've seen church go against church. Members against members. Pastors against members. And the reason why the devil want to do that. He wants us to be confused. So that we will lack directions. Let your eyes be single. Let your eyes be single. So that your whole body will be full of light. It's time for you to, it takes a lot of humility to take instruction. It takes a whole lot of humility to say yes sir. It takes a whole lot of Holy Ghost to say I will do it according to what it is said. You are not hearing what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It takes a whole lot of humility. There are people that I want you to study in church and I'm going to let you be. There are people who are manipulators in the house of God. They speak in tongues. They can prophesy. But they are our biggest devil. Can I talk to you? You know, I told you, even if you don't invite me next time, I will invite myself. I told you that, right? Then I'm going to tell you this truth for free. The first of all people you must watch out for is the people who are holier than thou attitude people. Holier than thou. There is nothing that irritates some okay. That people who come to church claiming to be demigod over others. Over others. This is their attitude. When you greet them, how will I praise God? Glory. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Mama 24 hours. They want you to see that they are spiritual. But go into their place of inner chamber. They have no weight in the spirit realm. Are you hearing me now? Because you act it does not mean you leave it. You can be present and not be available. You are not hearing what I'm saying. Holy Adam now. Hallelujah. And when you see them, they, go, they just talk to you slowly like as if they are waking up from sleep. Just to give you an impression. Who told you that the Holy Spirit is a slow motion? What creates that intuition? That makes you say, Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Run from those kind of hypocrisy. Run away from those kind of hypocrisy. 
This one is not going to the heaven. Why is he in the choir? That one is not going to heaven. Why is he playing the instrument? That one is not going to heaven. Who gave you the book of life? How did you have access to it? That you are marking who is going and who is not going. Assistant Jesus, welcome. Am I talking to you here? Their job, oh the pastor didn't preach well today. If you can preach, can you take the mic? Do you know what it means to plan a message? Do you know the spiritual work that gone into going to it? The mental work, the study, the pain, the meditation. You think preaching is English language? You can be a professor in English and not know how to communicate scriptures. These are holy spiritual things. Watch out for those manipulators. They are always in church doing nothing. Cross their leg only to approve who is going to heaven. And who is not going. Oh, that sister is a sinner. She cannot count the offering. Oh, that brother is sleeping with, oh no, he's sleeping with eight children, eight women in church. Sister, how did you know? A woman was caught in adultery. The elders of the church came with stones. Master, the law of Moses, the writings of Moses said, anyone caught in adultery should be stoned to death. What did you say? Jesus wouldn't answer so stupid questions. Because the church is like an hospital. Some people are responding to treatment and some are not responding to treatment. In this church, we see all kinds of character. That's why the Bible says, let them grow together. There are people who have been healed mentally, spiritually, by reason of being a member of the church. And there are some that just came going through healing process. Don't break them because you are healed. Because the church is like an hospital. Some are responding to treatment. Some are not yet responding to treatment. Be patient with everybody. And we are going to have a glorious church. Be patient with them. Let the church door be open. Let everybody come in. So that they can mature unto the status of the knowledge of Christ. Holier than thou people. Manipulators of the house of God. Holier than thou. Number two kind of people are people, praise God. Am I getting you blessed? Are you sure you are getting blessed? In another 10-15 minutes, I will be out of your way. I promise you, your food will not go cold before you get home. And if it does, please use the microwave when you get home. Hallelujah. The second manipulators in church are those who give instructions, but they don't follow instruction. They want to be the one giving out instruction. But they will never follow instruction. Manipulators of the house of God. Hijackers of the kingdom. Hijackers of the kingdom mandate. They were the type that Jesus flogged from the temple. They turned the house of God, the house of merchandise. When I'm talking about merchandise, I'm not talking about buying and selling. I'm not talking about money laundry. I'm not talking about those nonsense. I'm talking about people who want to occupy the space of the Holy Spirit. In the life of others. They give instruction. Oh, do this. Have you not done it? Why didn't you do it? I'm going to suspend you. They are quick to be powerful. But they don't take instruction from anybody. Avoid those people. They are manipulators. Number three kind of people. Those who feel they are also anointed. And it's also their right to preach in church. Pastor, you have been preaching for five years now. When am I going to preach? When am I going to preach? I too, I can preach. I have a vision in the night. The Lord told me that I'm going to preach today. This is the message he gave to me. 
Don't be like me when I got saved. When I got saved initially, I got saved on a Thursday morning and I went to meet my pastor on Saturday and I said, Dad, I feel like I need to preach on Sunday. You just got saved on Saturday. And then my pastor looked at me. He said, all right, Sam, you know what I'm going to do to you? I send you to the children's church. Go and be writing names of children and make noise. They demote me from the teenagers' church to the children's church to go write name of children for noise making. For six months, I was writing name of children making noise. I wrote everybody's name in anger. You didn't hear what I'm saying. And then after a while, my pastor said, okay, you will preach in the Bible study. I used one week to fast. And I used over 10 days to write my message. And delivered a message for three minutes. <laughs> when I came to church and I saw the congregations, my message disappeared. My anointing disappeared. And I just shouted, the Bible said, the Bible said, the Bible said. And I left. Because I was not trained. Because I was not trained. And all my message was, what I wanted to preach was, I have one of my friends, a lady or a young girl, who was being dated by another guy in church. So I wanted to expose them in my message. That was why I came to church. I wanted to say, Pastor, do you know that Sister Abigail is dating Brother Caroline? And I wanted to preach judgmental. But the Holy Ghost arrested me. And then my pastor sent me back to the children's church. To continue writing noise making school until I became what I am today. Praise God. Those who feel the anointed. And then another set of people to watch out for those who are position seekers. They are in church looking for position. They are in church looking for who to be. They, they want to be the dickens. They want to be the elders. One of my one of my members gave me a seed, a tithe in church on Sunday morning. I mean, on, on, on a Saturday. No, on a Friday. And on Sunday morning, he said, that, Pastor, I was uh, thinking that when I give you that kind of big offering, you would have made me an elder in this church. It was then Jesus said, your money perish with you. Uh, Peter said, your money perish with you. Am I correct? Position seeker. They are not here to serve. They are here to control. They want to be in charge. How much is in the offering basket? Can, I, can you tell me how much is in the account? I also have the right to know. It's the reason why people don't grow in the house of God. Causing problem ever. When people come to give an offering, they are counting. One, two, three, four, five. We have 10,000 today. But they will never give. They will never give. Position seekers. Manipulators of the house of God. From such turn away. It is time to repent. Somebody say here. And those who want to use their money to buy the favor of the leader, they give with so much expectation in mind. When they give, they feel entitled. When they give, they wish the pastor bring them report. In the, before they started giving, he was Pastor Joe to them. When they start giving, they call him Joe. How are you? They remove the title because they feel they just gave $1 million. They feel they just gave $20,000. My friend, people are doing massively in Africa with no positions in church. I was in a, son, a Thursday Bible study for a, friend, uh, for a church and then the bishop came up and he said he need like a, a bishop he need like two million dollars from eight people for them to do a project. In Lagos I'm not talking about America. Two million, I'm changing the money to the dollar so you know the difference. He said he need eight people to give two million dollars each for a project they want to give in church. Pastor, I am not telling you people told me I was in the service. 87 persons came out in Lagos. 87. And then they took the check from eight people and told the rest people to go back. The money is completed. The church said, God forbid, we will give. Everybody gave. Thousands of people gave. 
And then you gave God 1,000. And you want to hold your pastor's intestine. To come and produce. May, may God forgive you your iniquities. In Africa. Not here. In Africa. They give. With the, they feel entitled. They feel entitled. I'm closing you in a moment. They give. But they feel entitled. One day I was preaching in our church. We had a need to buy something. And I said I needed people to come and give some money. We, the total money we need was one million. And I said we needed some money. So people came out. One of my dickens got upset. And he walked out of the service. And he went to sit in the office. So when I finished preaching. I went to the office. And I saw him. He said Papa. I am sorry to, to have walked out on you. I feel so sad. I feel so embarrassed. I said honey. Son what is the problem? He said how can you need one million. And you are, you are announcing it on the microphone. I feel so embarrassed. Because everybody will be thinking I'm a wicked boy. I'm a wicked son. What do you have me for? If you had asked me, I would have given it to you. And I said, all right, can you give me three million? He said, thank you, sir, for the opportunity. And he signed three million and gave to me. He said, from today, anytime you need one million, don't announce it. Ask me, I will give it to you. You know what I love about that? They said, he said to himself, you can trust me with my money. I will give, I will support. Don't embarrass certain things in church. Are you hear what I'm saying? Even though you have a reason to give opportunities. One, one, of, my, one of the big fathers of Nigeria said to me one day, we were having, the, uh, uh, we were having sometimes about 2 a.m. in his office, and he said to me, one of his daughters gave him 1 billion Nigerian naira, and that's about 2 million U.S. dollars, and he said, the daughter said to him, Pastor, I'm giving you this to sponsor one crusade, one crusade. One crusade. And she asked the woman, why do you give me this kind of big money for a crusade? He said, I told God, if God has a need and they need this money, God should ask me. If you need to win soul, he should ask my pastor. If he needs the money to sponsor the soul, then he can ask me. Can God depend on your money? Can God depend on your money? The reason why God gave you money is not to intimidate people outside. It's to sponsor his kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm about to close you. People who use their money to buy positions in church. They are enemy of the mission. But, and they feel entitled. The other next is those who, who respect your order at your face. But behind you they disrespect you. Eye service is not commitment. Because commitment is not known until it is tasted. Those who feel in your presence, you are their pastor. You are their this. Yes sir. But behind them, behind you, they say something different. The double-minded mind, the Bible says, is unstable in all of his way. And lastly, as I pray with you, those who hate people who are helping the pastor and helping the church, they don't want people to help you to push the vision. They will stop everything. They are angry. They are quick to go and report. Angelina said, Pastor, do you know what this one said? Do you know what this one said? They are the news carriers of the church. Pastor, don't call my name. I don't want to be mentioned. I if you are sure, why are you afraid of your name being mentioned? Planning the seed of this cup. Your pastor who is supposed to be praying and seeking the face of the Lord for behind of the people, on behalf of the people, you are going to soil his mind with information that he shouldn't hear. Even if you catch a brother or sister who is already falling, wouldn't you help the person to stand? Must you make the whole, are you a town crier or a news carrier? Are you a radio station? You must wake up to responsibility. I am not trying to encourage the devil's work and iniquity here. I'm trying to encourage order, system, government, so that this work can grow. You don't need to be told why you should pay your tithe. You should know it as on the school level. 
You don't need to be told about such in our church. I don't teach fresh fruit anymore because all the workers are aware. And our church in Lagos, fresh fruit next Sunday. We don't need to cry. Everybody will give. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everybody will give. Not this one that you gave one tight and you want us to write your name in gold in this building. You don't get blessed by that. If you see a church that is manipulated, you should know. If you see a church that does not represent the interests of Jesus, you should know. If you see a pastor that is fake, you should know. The Holy Ghost in you should bear witness that this one is not of us. You should know. You should know. I want to say this before I leave you. In Luke chapter 5, from verse 1 to, to the end, the Bible talks about Peter by the lake of Gennesaret. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret. I think five minutes I'm done. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw fishermen standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of it. And they were washing their net. Jesus said to Peter, now before them, I want to ask you a question I wish you always remember. Was Peter lazy? Huh? He toiled all through the night and the submission of his labor was nothing but frustration. Was he lazy? Peter wasn't lazy. Peter was in the creek in the middle of the night, fishing all night. You don't get lazy by doing that. That's hard work. Was Peter lacking expertise? He understand the fishing time. He understand dimension. He know when the fish were ready for harvest. So he wasn't lazy. You can be sweating and not be productive. That a man is fat or big as the case with, or with a big stomach doesn't mean he's full. He has to eat. Am I correct? You can be laboring. The Bible said the labor of a fool. We reach everyone because he knoweth not the way to the city. You can be laboring and still not be productive. And so I ask you a question as I close you here. Why was the net of Peter empty? Why was the net of empty? The last time I came here, you spoke in your message, you spoke about association at some point of the message. I want to tell you three things about that scriptures and I leave you. The first reason why Peter's net was empty was that Peter was not having the right association. The Bible says he stood by the lake of Gennesaret with his friend. They were busy washing their net and celebrating their failure. Oh, why will ministry not work? Why ministry is not working in New York? Why things are not working in New York? And I want to use this opportunity to talk to our brethren who are watching online. If you are online because you went to work, I understand. But if you are online because you are with a cup of tea in the house, you are not a serious human being. You should brace up and not forget the assemblies of one another. If all of us sit at home and watch online the way you are doing, who will be here? You need to wake up to responsibility. This is a kingdom and the violence has to take it by force. The devil wants to destroy your fire. Don't give him that opportunity. The devil wants you to be lazy. Don't give him that opportunity. If the way you are serving God was the way Papa was serving God, we won't have a church here today. Somebody has to be aggressive with this kingdom. The disciple died for this kingdom. Jesus died for this kingdom. Blood has been shared for this kingdom. What has the kingdom cost you? What has it cost you? Stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Wrong association. 
association is a very terrible source of influence. It's the reason why a lot of people are groping in the dark and they have nothing to show for their labor. Wrong association. In medicine, there is something we call quarantine. You quarantine certain patients because the disease they have is infectious. When they sneeze, what comes out of their mouth is loaded with millions of germs. Germs of failure, germs of negativity. If you get close to those kind of people, you'll be infected by that deadly disease of negativity. I'd like you to choose your friends this year based on your destination. He that walk with the wise shall be wise. The companions of food shall be destroyed. Change your camp. Team up with those progressing to hear God's word. If you don't sit around people who inspire you, you will expire. Vultures and eagles don't go together. Are you a vulture or you are an eagle Christian? Make your mind up now. Make a decision right now. This year, 2023, I will do the work of him that sent me. While it is yet day, the night cometh where no man shall walk. How many of you know that Jesus is coming again? How many of you know he is coming again? Somebody say he's coming again. One more time for the last time. Say he's coming again. Peter has wrong association. People giving you reason why you should fail. A fools that you must depart from. The Bible said depart from a fool. When thou perceiveth not in him the walls of knowledge. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The first problem of Peter was wrong association. The second problem of Peter was that he was no more hearing from God. Stand to your feet. Peter was not hearing from God. I'll give you that as a close. Peter was not hearing from God. How do you know, Pastor? Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep. Lay down your net for a drought. That instruction from the lip of Jesus that gave Peter direction was what terminated the hours and hours and hours of misery. I want to ask you a question that I wish you always remember. Where were those fishes when Peter was toiling? Where were they? The same river, the same fisherman, the same fishing boat, the same fishing net, the same location, the same location, the same location. The land that looked dry and barren began to yield an increase when the master says something. Launch out one instruction from the lip of Jesus that gave Peter direction was what terminated the hours and hours of misery. And he engraved and closed a great multitude of fishes and his net began to break. Honey, your net is about to break again. I say your net is about to break again. You know what? He started hearing from God. This is a time for you to press on and team up with those hearing from God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus said to Peter, if you are born again and you are not hearing from God anymore, you are in a state of emergency. You are in a state of spiritual emergency. You are in a state of spiritual coma and you need serious visitation from heaven. If you are not hearing, you are a disaster. Jesus said to Peter, are you hearing what is God saying by the moment? As many as are led by the Spirit of God. Are you hearing? You are anointed, I agree. What are you doing with the anointing in the house? Sitting down on a Sunday morning and crossing your leg. Some of you have been in this church for one year, two years, three years. 
and they say you are not in a leadership position why are you not in the church workforce he said i don't like drama does this place look like a movie theater i don't like drama i don't want to get involved i don't want people in my business i want to just come sit and go if everybody was sitting and going the way you are going who will lead the people who will lead the people if your pastor pastor joe was just sitting and going who will be a pastor you need to wake up you need to wake up jesus said to peter now honey as i start praying if the cross ever meant anything to you 2023 is that year that you don't joke with the anointing upon your life make full proof of your ministry we are all steward of this kingdom we are all here to serve we are all here to walk we are all here to hold the hands of the man of God and to see to it that this work does not die in his hand. It's our collective effort that will make it work. Don't be a member that we send to encourage another member that has not been in church. And you go there and you say, Sister Abigail, why are you not in church? He said, Oh, they upset me and I don't want to go. He said, Even me, I'm just waiting for them to just do something and I'm going to leave. We sent you to encourage somebody. You went there and you were double discouraging the person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We want a system. God wants a system that is powerful, that is organized. One voice in the camp and the rest are echoes of that voice. One voice everywhere you go. My pastor said, my pastor said, my pastor said, that makes you a family. That gives you the anointing. That allowed the anointing over his life to work for you. My pastor said, your finances, your commitment, your family. I understand the American average challenge where children don't want to go to church. But please, can you begin to challenge your children in the place of prayer? Take their name up and let them become part of this great move of God. How many of you love to be a member of this church? How many of you are happy that you are part of this family? How many of you are proud that Pastor Joe is your pastor? How many of you are proud that the word of God is brought here without any perversions? If that is the case, we need to brace up. Your finances are needed. Don't wait for a preacher to come and prophesy before you give. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Be, be conscious that this gospel spread on the wings of your sacrifice. Spread on the wings of your giving. Your first fruit. If at this level, we still need to teach you before you give first fruit, you don't know the Bible. If at this level of your life, we are still teaching you before you give up tight, you don't know the Bible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I, I don't understand certain things in the American church. And I'm sorry to say with no disrespect. I have seen people sing, I give myself away so you can't use me. I give myself away. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. But you see my money? Lord, you don't need to touch it. But myself, I give it. I give myself, but I hold my money. I don't want to. Lord, don't talk about this money. Oh, the preacher is a great preacher. I love the way he preached. But as soon as he talk about money, he has just spoiled the whole thing. How do you trust God with your life and you can't trust him with your finances? The tithe that you spent and refused to give, none that you have spent that tithe, have you solved the problem? Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let the devil deceive you. God needs you. If everybody is committed to their tithing, if everybody is committed to their first fruit, there are certain money we will never talk about again in church because there will be enough for everybody.
They went from house to house in the breaking of bread. How many of you want the anointing upon your life? The anointing don't come on scattered vessels. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't come on confused vessels. Because if the anointing come on confused vessels, the confused vessel will take it to the wrong place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It comes on people who are deliberately going to serve in the house of God. Have I blessed you this morning? Have I blessed you this morning? God want to use you. God want to use you. And I want to use you in this house. People like you should raise up. I saw pastor advertising uh, the connect, the connect. I saw pastor advertising. We don't need to invite you to be there. You should be there on your own. You should be powerfully connected, inviting people to be there. That's the way it works. Am I communicating here? Why were you not in Bible study? Oh, I forgot. They did they announce it in church. Did we announce your job in church before you went to work? Oh, they didn't send no SMS. Who sent you SMS before you went to work? Am I the one that woke you up? How can you set an alarm to go to work and you can't set an alarm to come to church? Why are you? And then when there is problem, you start calling on God and then directly threatening God. God, if you don't do it, I'm not coming back to church. Is he missing you? Is God your uncle? Why are you threatening the Almighty? I told God, if God does not heal me, I'm no more coming to church. Have you asked yourself if he's missing you? And I know he loves you. I know you love him. Are you talking to, am I talking to you this morning? Have I blessed you today? Have I blessed you today? I'm going to pray for one minute over your life. But before I pray, I want to give you a golden opportunity. Two golden opportunities. The first opportunity is that Lord, use me in this house. I want to be used here. I want to be used here. I want to be committed here. I'm not going to call you out. I want to be used here. I want God to use me in this building. I want to be part of the Liberty family. And I want to raise up the banner of this great ministry across the planet. Across the planet. Lord, use me. That's going to be my first prayer for you. And the second prayer, I'm going to challenge you. Everybody has to sow to push the vision forward. They went from house to house in the breaking of bread. Every time I see finance I turn around was because I sow. So that seed in the morning, in the evening we told not the hand. How many of you believe in the power of seed sowing? How many of you believe in the power of seed sowing? How many of you know that when you give, God gives you a million times more? Hallelujah. A man came to preach in our church and I gave him a certain offering, about $28,000 from my individual pocket, not from the church account. I carried it and gave it to him. And in less than three months, God gave us a land to build our university. And you hear what I'm saying? We started our TV station not because we had money. We started our TV station because I saw into the life of a preacher that came by. Strong seed. Are you hearing me? Strong seed. He came to preach for two days. And I counted about five million Nigerian naira. I said, man of God, this is all I have. For now, please, can you say a word? In less than three months down the line, God gave us our television station. Fresh oil TV. Can I talk to you here? Anytime we give, heavens move. Every time we give. To your first fruit. Today is the last Sunday. I don't know how you do it here. In our church, today is the last Sunday. Are you hearing me say? Today is the last Sunday of the year. And I want you, I mean of the month of January. And I want you to praise up your first fruit, your sacrifices, your offering, your, your first fruit, your sacrifice, your offerings, your tithe. You are going to pray, God, I'm about to do what is not normal. 
sow and watch God change your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you want to sow 10,000 souls, you want to sow 1 million souls, you want to sow a dollar soul, but let it be a sacrifice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A sacrifice. I'm going to pray for you. Close your eyes. Ask God to use you. I give you five seconds to speak in tongues. Ask God, ask God to use you. Everyone pray in the spirit. Open your mouth. Give me some sound on that keys. On that keyboard. I want to hear some sound. I want to hear some song. Open your mouth to pray. Open your mouth to pray. God use me. God use me. Open your mouth to pray. God use me. I want to be used. I want to be used. I don't want to be in church just casually. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a woman of honor. I want to be used. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. And I give you a golden opportunity for the second time. Listen to this. We are still going to play. I give you a golden opportunity. It's not my culture that I want to challenge you. If the year 2023 is going to be fruitful, you need to challenge the heaven. If you want to give your first fruit, you will give it. A seed of $2,223. Representing the year 2023. Your choice. Are you getting what I'm saying? $1,000, your choice. $100, your choice. $5,000, your choice. $10,000, your choice. I want to commit my seed to the God of this altar. Let the God of this altar fight my battles for me. If you want to show in any of the category by way of your first fruit, by way of giving to God, I want to give you the opportunity. Come out, I'm going to pray with you right now. I may not lay hands on you, but I want to speak prophetically over your life. All eyes closed, why they come? All eyes closed. Give me some sound on that keyboard. You want to plant a seed this morning. You just want God to do something in your life. Walk out quickly. Walk out quickly. I'm waiting for you. Walk out quickly. I'm waiting for you. You want to sow $2,223 for the year 2023. You want to sow a seed of $1,000. You want to sow a seed of your first fruit. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Thank you for coming out. Those of you come out this morning. I want to pray for you. Watch the way the harvest will come. You want to give 1,000? You want to give 500? You want to give your first fruit? Work out, everybody. Work out quickly. I'm waiting for you. Oh, sing that song. Sing that song. Flow, flow. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Come out quickly. I'm waiting. God is speaking to you. Don't despise him. Don't despise him. Take a bold step this morning. Take a bold step this morning. Break your alabaster. Break your alabaster. Break your alabaster. Walk out this morning. Break your alabaster. Those of you online, begin to send the CD. Break your alabaster. Break your alabaster. And watch what God will do. Come out quickly. Come out quickly. Break your alabaster. In Jesus' name. You will sing that song for another two minutes. Hold on. You will sing that song for another two minutes. Many people don't understand what I'm doing here. But what I'm doing here is highly prophetic. You are in the congregation. You just feel that there is a need. Today is the last day of January. I mean, last Sunday of January. You need to sow. It could be a seed of 20 million. It could be a seed of 1 million. It could be a seed of 5,000, 20,000. 
$2,323. It could be a seed of $1,000. You give $500. $500 should be about the least. Make it a sacrifice. I'm challenging you. Make it a sacrifice. Watch what God will do with the remaining part of the year. It could be your first fruit. Nobody has it. Imagine if the whole of heaven is dependent on you only to survive. Will the kingdom survive? Don't wait. I am not here because I am hungry. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. I am not telling you to come and give me money. Come and sow into liberty and watch what God will do in the remaining part of the year. I give you a golden opportunity for the last time before I pray. Another opportunity is in a one minute. If you are in the congregation and you feel led of the spirit that you just have to do something, come out quickly. Give me that song now. Come out quickly. God bless you for coming out. God bless you. Come quickly. Quickly. I love it that you're coming. Quickly. 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 Walk out quickly. Mambabo Shabahan. You want to sow? You want to sow? Give. And it shall be given. Shababolo Shadaba. Tadabo Shababaya. Sing it one more time. Sister, come. Brother, come. I love it the way you are coming. Make it haste. Make it haste. Those of you online, do the needful. Show now. Do the needful. Show now. Watch God. Turn your captivity around. Watch God break away poverty. Watch God do mighty things in righteousness. Watch God honor you. In Jesus' name. Open your eyes, saints. Thank you. Thank you. Open your eyes, saints. I have one minute to pray for you. Pastor, sorry for taking your time. I don't mean to disrespect the, the church order of service. But I feel that I'm late to do this. A time came that I had an urge in my spirit to buy a car for my spiritual father. And so I, I flew to California and I bought a car and shipped it to Africa. And then the car got to him. Hear what he said to me. He said, son, may the Lord multiply and give you and enlarge your platform. And I said, amen. So I went into his service, finished preaching. As I was going out, three ladies ran after me. They said, apostle, your life has blessed us. I'm talking about in Africa. Your life has blessed us. We read your book. Kiss Laban goodbye. And we read your book, Break the Alabaster Flags. And our life has never been the same. We came to say thank you. And by the time they gave me three envelopes, when I got home, it was 83,000 US dollars. The chains and the leaves are endless. I saw a seat somewhere in Africa, in our church. And I came to a meeting. And a lady walked up to me. And I said, I feel led to be a blessing to you. Can you come to pray for our house? We went there to pray. And she gave me an envelope. When I got home and I opened the envelope, it was one million US dollars in equivalence. Are you getting what I'm saying? And she has given me that money five times. I am not telling to tell you what I don't practice. I'm not a preacher that say what I don't do. Are you hearing me? I have a conscience. I have a I am born again. I got born again at the age of 15. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I've never walked anywhere. Nobody has ever paid me salary, but I have staffs all over the places. Are you getting what I'm saying? What you are about to do will change your financial status. This year, watch it. You will buy that house. This year, watch it. Your children will go on scholarship. This year, watch it. Your businesses will blossom. By reason of this 
step of faith you have taken. And to those of you online, do the needful and watch what God will do. For the last time, as I'm about to pray, I want your pastor to come so that we can pray together for you. But for the last time, if you are still in the congregation and you feel led that this prayer is important, quickly join me as we pray. Quickly join me as we pray. Father, I thank you for the season of change. Lay your hands on your head, everyone. I thank you for the season of change that has come upon the whole church. We thank you in agreement of heart with a pastor over this great commission that you will give us the spirit of servanthood, the power to serve yes, and not Lord. be manipulators in the house of in God. Of not Jesus. be people who don't let people come in and don't want people to go out. Father, I pray that this seed that has been sown and is about to be sown, that you breathe upon them. Yes, you give it the needed harvest. Open the heavens over my sister. Open the heavens yes. over my brother. Open the heavens over this ministry. Yes. Let the power of the Holy Ghost yes. flow through this house. Do mighty things in righteousness. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Now listen to this before I leave you. The Bible says the king's business is done in a hurry. When it comes to the kingdom, don't sow when it is convenient. Sow as it's commanded. Are you hearing me? That's when it's a sacrifice. If it takes you tomorrow, I challenge you tomorrow. And watch what the heavens will do. God, who we call upon, he neither sleep nor slumber. He will never put you to shame. Release it and watch the harvest blossom. Release it and watch your business turn around. Release it and watch your debt being canceled. Release it and watch your child walk out of that wheelchair. Release it and watch your friend walk out of that psychotic hospital. Release it and watch the prison door break open in your family. Release it and this month of February, there will be testimonies every Sunday. By reason of this singular obedience, I pronounce you blessed in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. God bless you. Come, Come on, give the seat. man of God a round of applause. Hey, you need to do better than that. Thank you, man of God. I, I didn't tell him what to preach. Uh, he followed what the Lord says. He just asked me, give me some guidance regarding your church. That's all I did. And he just delivered a word. Thank you, man of God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remain standing. We're going to close. He brought about... So those of you, you're going to give. So the way you give is... When you're giving today, we give one, and, and man of God, uh, uh, we are going to get the, the ushers to go around. When you give, you can add what you want to give in addition to your tithes and offering, in addition to your tithes and offering. And uh, if you can't, don't have it today, you came with just X amount, you can give next week, but make sure you you carry out the mandate that God has given. Don't wait too long. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't wait too long. Don't let February come and go. Maybe next week you should just make sure you do this. Now they're picking up the tithes and offering. Lift your offering before God. Say in the name, this is your tithes and offering and your first fruits and whatever. Say in the name of Jesus, I declare that what I'm about to give will change my life in the name of Jesus. I've made a pledge, God, and part of it is going today and the rest will go soon. I'll give it soon. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Amen. Now, if you're online, you go to our, our website, libertychurchny.org. Go straight to our secured giving app, Subsplash, and you can give debit or credit there. You can do that right now wherever you are or go home and do it. Or go to Cash App and put in Liberty C-H, L-I-B-R-T-Y-C-H, and you can give right there. Or today you give by check or by cash. Uh, the man of God has brought some books and I asked his assistant to bring me seven of them. I want to give them away. We're going to, this is from the church. I want to give this, we give things away here, all right? Amen. And uh, if, if seven of you, I think my mom was telling me she wants one. Come, mama. Amen. We'd hardly see you by the altar, so come, you pick up something here. Amen. Give her a round of applause. Amen. This is my mother, 80, going to be 81 this year. Amen. All right. I got two more on being magnetic leaders. We need two people. Just come quickly. Just come, come right up. Just two, just two, just two, just two. All right. Three of you come to stay, stay four, stay four, four of you. All right, I got one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, you take that, you take that, you take that, you take that, and I have two more. Amen. All right, one, two. That's it, that's it, amen. Now, uh, if you want to buy any of these, they're going to be in the lobby. In the lobby, $10 for each of them. The church is going to pay for these that I took here. Amen. Man of God, wow. You know, in Nigeria, that's why those churches are growing like that, like wildfire. Amen. It's a different way that you guys do things over there. Amen. I'm almost like, whoa, I got to go to Nigeria and get some of this. Wow. But may God bless you richly and may his face shine upon you. I heard about those things. In one offering, they get a they get 50 million U.S. dollars. In one offering, they pick up 20 million U.S. And it's not like un unusual. It's like the people are giving. And Nigeria is not America. They're not rich like America. But the people are ready to give. And I believe that's why they're being blessed. People are giving away houses and cars and all that stuff. And um, you know, liberty has never been on the side of pushing for, for money. Hey, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You, you guys know, all right? But God needs to teach us a little bit more about how we need to teach the people more about giving so that they can be blessed. Are you guys with me? Yes. Amen. So let's give God a praise. Did we pick up the offering? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. You had a good day in the house of God, right? Yes. Amen. Now, before you leave, you can pick up a book and also... Drop your name for the connect group. Also, drop your name if you need your financial statement. Drop your name under the name where you give and leave your email address there so we can email your financial statement. All right? Please do that or put up, the, put up where they can get, they can send the information. We had it from last week. Send it to the email lbfcny at gmail.com. lbfcny at gmail.com. Send an email there say, I paid under this name. Please email my financial statement or call our 800 number. You can call midnight tonight. They'll take a message. 800-314-1760. 
leave your name and tell them we need to ha- I need to have my statement and you can also leave your email address with them let's lift our hands before God amen man of God thank you very much will you stand a little bit I want you to stretch your hands to this man of God I pray in the name of Jesus that wherever you put your hands to will prosper I pray that wherever you walk it will be blessed I pray that every vision that you have been given by God and that you're about to implement it, that the power of God will be the implementer and bring fruitful results over every vision you put your hands to. I pray today that you and your family will be blessed in your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I pray that favor and blessings that you've never had before will be upon you this year in Jesus' name. Now, everybody, lift your hands to heaven and say, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, I declare declare that the message that I heard heard will not go forth void, void, but it will become become a catalyst for change change in my life life. in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. I declare declare that the coming months months of February February will see miracles We'll see open doors. We'll see favor. We'll see blessings. We'll see healings. We'll see financial breakthroughs. We'll see the impossible being possible. In the name of Jesus, immigration papers are being approved in the month of February. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shake somebody's hands and you're dismissed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are here moving in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. Promise keeper, night in the darkness.